The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. The battle lines are drawn. The forest is in danger. King Grugnok has brought his army to claim the forest for his own. Trillium and her friends are at the moment of decision as we listen in to see how the conflict unfurls. Enjoy the podcast. Hi and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, iTunes, Facebook, Google+, Bing. Um, uh, Mickey, I want to say thank you for using YooHoo at one point. I'll say YooHoo as Kurt gets his microphone ready. Find us on YooHoo, which is a delicious chocolatey drink, as well as a website apparently where you can find us. Thank you, Mickey. We are continuing in our Dungeon World campaign set in our world of Paradisi. Another shout-out. Thank you to Mike Robertson for putting that map together. We'll show that online at some point. We have a group of folks at our table who are going to say hi, and we'll start with this person right here to my left. Hello, this is Chris playing Uriel the Immolator. And this is Kelly playing Trillium the Druid. Hey, this is Kurt. I'm playing Breton, the ranger with his white wolf companion, Cloud. And this is Bridget, playing Lenore the Cleric. And I'm Joe. I'm your game master as we continue this Dungeon World campaign set in our world of Parendisi, as I had already mentioned. We are going to pick up from our last episode, where we are in, um, ar- ar- in and around... Trillium's home, which is a nice cozy den right behind a waterfall in a nice area of Falshank's forest. Probably, my guess, and and Kelly, tell me if I'm incorrect here, but probably the most serene and calm area of the forest where there's a nice soothing nature. The sound of the waterfall keeps everything calm and relaxed. I work hard to keep it that way. And inside of that area, there was a den where there was a nice cozy fire where Lenore and Trillium were were there. And Lenore was helping uh, Trillium reduce her suffering from the area being currently beset upon by 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 King Kruknak of the Hobgoblins wanting to lay claim to this area just recently as in the last few minutes, if not hours. We have both um, Uriel and uh, Breton stepping outside of this den area, looking around the area. Breton noting that Cloud, his faithful wolf companion, wouldn't step more than maybe 20 or so feet away from Breton for the first time, even as a stubborn wolf companion Cloud would not step farther away. There's this oppressive aura around the area. Uriel recently went out to scout and saw right over a little ridge there was an area with a a, a dense hobgoblin force that have um, wicker baskets of figures suspended above fire, screaming sounds, some kind of humanoid sounds from within inside. The hobgoblins currently torturing things of nature. You can see things um, like hobgoblins grabbing things just as small as little chipmunks or woodchucks or what have you. They're holding them in their hands and they have these these sharpened and, and serrated nasty hobgoblin forged blades jabbing them into these little creatures of nature. Um, amongst that mess is a 
a throne, uh, a makeshift throne of wicker and wood and stone, which sits a, go- a hobgoblin, which is hard to tell. His, his figure seems to be, it could be five feet, six feet, ten feet tall, a uh, hobgoblin king, uh, Gruknak, who is of almost indeterminable size, but definitely larger than any other hobgoblin in the area. He has this slash across his face, across his visage of um, some sort of blade cut across him, but he is clearly happy and joyous, and at the same time forceful and commanding over all that he surveys, the the torture of the small woodland creatures, of the things in the wicker baskets, Everything the hobgoblins are doing near him that defiles nature seems to make his grin, his grimace grows a a centimeter wider and wider and wider. He is definitely pleased at everything his hobgoblin cohorts are doing to this this pristine, uh, otherwise pristine bit of nature that Trillium has called her home. And with that cheery introduction, uh, we leave it. Uh, I bring it back to our group of players, Bridget and Kurt and Kelly and Chris, to determine how we are going to handle this hobgoblin menace in the forest of Falshanks. Ready, set, go. Well, would you guys like me to try and do hold person on what the heck is it? Group group knock. Grook knock. Since yeah. he seems to be I keep wanting to say Grook from Galaxy Quest, the big stone creature. Yeah, not in this case. Yeah. Um. It was funny to me as I can't remember over the last few hours who came up with that name. Was it me? It was yeah. you. Okay, it was me. Because I typed it. I just couldn't remember who came up with it. Because we, well, we came up with names. Of knick-knack. Yeah. Knick-knack. <laughs> Nick-nick. yeah, I would say you could do it. Try it. All right. First dice so roll here, of the game here, for me. Here's what I want to know before we get there. Yep. Because as it sits, our last foray outside of Trillium's home, outside of her den of, of comfort and warmth and purity, we probably traveled, let's call it several hundred feet. It's not far, but several hundred feet away from Trillium's home where Yurio first encountered this, then relayed it to everyone. At this point, is everybody kind of... I'm painting this picture in my head. Is everyone kind of going up to this ridge and peeking over the ridge just to see what's going on? Or how are you guys... That's That's what I was thinking. Everybody's where I was at. Because he had kind of been up front and and he said something back to Trillium. He said what? About anger. Anger is a gift. Anger is a gift. And we kind of all moved up to the edge to see what was going on. I think that my character would probably freak out at that point. Like, I think I'd I'm hit exp- a point where I'm yeah. like, See, I'm expecting no. little steam lines yeah, coming up like, from her head. Yeah. I think... Okay, well, we can proceed with... Um, Lenore. It, what are we doing? Well, it, it may take gonna some, do hold person It on may him. take oh, okay. some convincing from Lenore that Trillium should hold back for a moment while we figure out a better plan. Yeah, because I'm rather than just, just jumping to, in there. Yeah. Right? Well, if, I can if imagine I, you turning into a jaguar and just like lunging I was thinking bear, like bear, bear yeah. of the forest, just yeah. you know, like get in there. But that's probably a cool idea. But I mean, we can try and hold uh, Rookknock and see if that gets their attention without 
you know, maybe stops or, or pauses this frenzy that's going on. Yeah. Get All there. right. So I Although, would say, like, shortly after you do your spell, like, I want to turn into a bear and just, like, start laying waste. Do you want to do Maul. that now? So my reasoning... Before? Just in case something pers- goes wrong? Yeah, my reasoning for the whole person is, like, so he can't escape. Right. Yeah. But I want to do damage to him right after that. So oh, he's yeah. going to be able to get... But that breaks <laughs> but, Right. Right. But he but can't try to, uh, like, dodge... Like, I would say he's, he's unable to dodge. He's held in place, yes. and then when you deal as a crap ton of fire yeah. damage to yeah, him, that's right? Yeah, that's, that was my thing. Okay. Okay. All right, so you yeah, wanna, so do do that. you want to change first, just in case something no, goes wrong with I'll, my plan? I'm, like, in a fit of rage. Like, I don't... Because if I change, then I'm just going in. You're going animal, yeah. and, so and you're gone. You All should right. do your thing first. And remember, too, this was off to the east of Trillium's home, of her, her comforting, warm dad, um, which means the sun setting to, to the west, which Behind would us. mean you have... Um, shadow, your shadows will be cast ahead, but mainly it's the shadows of the trees and what have you. But as you're looking into this area where the hobgoblins are, you can, from your angle, you can clearly see their faces, the bloodshot eyes, the glee in their, in their expression as they torture woodland creatures, as these figures that are in the wicker basket suspended above flames as they're screaming. The, first off, just as a note, there's no chance that people are going to hear you. They may see you, but sounds you make, you don't need to yeah. be stealthy based on sounds. There are screams from the baskets. There are uh, rabbits and, um, and unfortunate chipmunks and, and squirrels uh, being stabbed by crude goblin blades. And the sounds that are there, you do not need to cover your sounds. Um, you, may, you might want to be hidden. It depends on how you feel well, about I said, this. Well, I just kind of peeking right. up over the ridge, uh, just enough that I can see him because I have to see him right. to be able to hold him. But it's, it's like um, trying to be quiet or quiet during a fireworks show. It doesn't matter. There's plenty of sound out there that that sound won't matter. But um, yeah, you're there. You're looking right over the ridge and down there, a few hundred feet in the distance. At the most, a few hundred feet. If not, a lot of it's a lot closer. You see this just. It's a mess of things that are all in the front to the nature that Trillium knows that that shouldn't be happening. And it's a hobgoblin tribe led by King Grooknock that is saying that nature will bow to our whim. We own this land now. So therefore, you're going to... I am going to attempt to hold person on Grooknock. Uh, read and describe what that looks like from Lenore's point of view. Uh, read it. Read the spell oh, okay. itself. Choose this a person. First you, time we're using it. So choose a person you can see until you cast a spell or leave their presence. They cannot act except to speak. This effect ends immediately if the target takes damage from any source. So on this wicker and wood and stone platform that is currently it's sitting on the ground. Think of I, I'm thinking of it in my head. So if you can picture the same way, I thought of. Um, um, old Egyptian kind of looks where you have your emperor or your empress, whatever, carried in this thing by slaves that has now been set on the ground and now the top is open and you can see the king, Grooknock, sitting on this platform that is part of something that, that other hobgoblins would then pick up and move him to the next area. He's currently sitting on that platform and it's made of wood and wicker and stone and what have you and 
And again, from your angle, based on the sun setting and the flickering of the flames, you're not sure if this hobgoblin is 5 feet tall or 10 feet tall or 12 feet tall, but it is, he is clearly bigger than anything else you He's can see. He's an abomination. Yes. And, and that's the person you're looking at as you go to cast your whole person. What does it look like as you're casting it before you roll the dice? And then we'll determine what it looks like when you've cast it. Wow, uh, that thing flew. That, that traveled. <laughs> Jumped right out of your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do this. Um, <laughs> I am going to touch my holy symbol. Okay. And um, Remind us what your holy symbol looks like. I think you have it on well, paper there. Well, it's a... Give us an idea conceptually because people are listening. I don't like know. A, I mean, it's, it's exactly almost. like I don't know. It's kind of almost like a star, but only has four points. Okay. And the bottom half of it folds up underneath. The bottom half is the, the ceremonial dagger that I use. Do the four points matter as in like cardinal points of the compass or is it just four points? Just four points. Okay. Um, it's the symbol... For the order of Zoraika. Okay. Um, but but the other the other three people you are with would mm-hmm. recognize this by now. As You've as my holy symbol, times, yes, right. yes. But I'm not going to fold the dagger out because I'm not okay. going to use that part of it. So it actually, to them, only looks like three points. Okay. Well, I made it, so I know what it looks like. Right? Uriel, yeah, <laughs> Uriel made it at the forge. Um, so I'm going to touch that um, and. Say a word to Zoraika, you know. What word? Well, not a word, but like a, a whispered prayer or, you know, Zoraika, give me strength. Think of it from the perspective of your casting hold person. Is this a... Is the word you're speaking in the tongue of your religion that means stop or don't move or freeze or I'll shoot or what... <laughs> Any ideas what the word might be? Or words, phrase? If not, you can just make up mumbo-jumbo. Mumbo-jumbo is also very acceptable. Mumbo-jumbo, mumbo-jumbo, mumbo-jumbo. Okay, Kelly's saying mumbo-jumbo. I don't know the words. I I can't speak them in your language. I like that. Good. But you it's hear like, you hear uh, some sort Daryl of Hannah and Splash. Yeah, you yeah. hear some <laughs> 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 you, I don't I do not make any sound <laughs> like that because right. that would draw attention. But <laughs> they you, wouldn't hear. Remember you sound hear some is sort of a very low guttural dolphin sound? No. Yeah. Think about any fireworks Any fireworks show you've ever been to? Have you ever said, "Hey, what was that other sound that wasn't fireworks?" No. That's kind of the situation you're in. You could make any sound you want. If you jump up and down, like doing jumping jacks or something, no. I see you. However, sound, but, irrelevant. But I'm going to say something that nobody actually understands the, the <laughs> language form of. It's Zoraika Latin. Zurich, Zurichin? Zurichinian? Zurichinian? You could just say cultish. Cult. Uh, <laughs> no. It's not a cult. <laughs> it's not a cult. <laughs> and, um, it's not a Hold my my hand out towards him, and like, gripping him. like I'm gripping yeah. him, and like when when and if this works, he should stop moving. Let's um, find out, and hopefully the yeah, frenzy like, will boom. stop. Yeah, he's exactly. he's like driving it with the, his so so staff. So, um, Chris's emotion that you couldn't see, but um, I'll, I'll reiterate 
he's holding a scepter in his right hand. So I'll say scepter. Some kind of wooden gem-crusted thing in his right hand. He's kind of pounding it on his throne in the rhythm that you hear the thrumming of the, the drums. And it's kind of, it's pretty rhythmic. It's a beat every one and a half seconds or so. Boom, 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 boom. And that's what's going on. And every time he hits it, one of the hobgoblins in his tribe does something unspeakable, whether it be urinating on the ground or stabbing a chipmunk or stoking the fire under a wick, wicker basket, something like that. Something bad happens every time he thrums. So I'm going to stop him. Thing. Let's find out. I'll keep doing this until nine you plus, plus two for wisdom. That's more than ten. That's right? still an eleven. And he stops. All right, so what happens now on whole person? Now we know what it looked like he when cannot you cannot move again. except to speak. So if I, if, I re, if I interpret correctly what Bridget said, you had your hand out, and when you clasp it together like in a fist, mm-hmm. you're holding him yep. in place. So while you have that fist there, I'm looking at it as everyone else. So between Uriel, Trillium, Breton... You probably see Lenore's arm quiver as she's holding this abnormally large and furious hobgoblin. Got him. And the camera angle's like right on that. Yeah. So Got him. Like she's actually in her hands. So you see that there's... <laughs> Squish yeah. your head. Yeah. So as she's holding it, the camera's showing her fist, Lenore's fist, and you can see the scars along her arm. It's kind of blurry because the focus is on that hobgoblin off in the distance sitting in that throne who stops thrumming, stops pounding the scepter against the throne, and his eyes widen. And I'm talking like anime widen, where his eyes are way bigger than his head to begin with, and then turn even (laughs) bigger. Was it like the record screech? Yes, saucer plates. And when his scepter does not come down on the next thrum, immediately... The, the throngs of hobgoblins around him, the, the 20, the 30, the 40, however many are around him that you can see, stop and turn towards him, holding their, their blood-trickling daggers and whatever they were using to perform their bad stuff. They stop and they turn towards uh, King Kruknok, and they're just looking at him. And his eyes are just wider than any natural thing's eyes should be. What's okay. I can't take it anymore. I roar. Don't try to turn into don't a bear. attack Grooknock. All right. Because if he takes damage, I lose control of him. Can I, uh... Well, okay. there's no initiative. I mean, we're, we can just do whatever. You can do whatever you want. What I would like to, see, to hear is, Kelly, if you have an idea of what Trillium should do here... You will probably be the first to act because I can imagine you are as high strung as a freaking jaguar yeah. watching the gazelle. Exactly. The wounded gazelle limping by. I'm not waiting sitting, for that moment. I'm not sitting here like, guys, I guess we should uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe attack these guys. No, I'm pissed. So all of a sudden, Crush, that, kill, destroy. that string that has been so tautly hung in your soul has just snapped. And What's I can, the first thing? I can feel it, too. Like okay, just... so I want to roll to shapeshift into a bear. Okay. And, well, actually, okay, I, I just, there's a couple things that I want to do. Okay. 
And I think I'll need the emulator to help with this. Or the emulator. Emulator. <laughs> emulator. <laughs> terminal. He's a terminal emulator. If you need amber screen or green screen, just type can in do sudo it. first. I'll do whatever you <laughs> <Yes>. want. <laughs> um, for for the two Linux people who are listening, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit it. So, I'm thinking. I want to create like a ring of fire, like around the entire camp. It burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted the emulator yeah. to do. Oh, is was that? Is that what you're gonna? Well, do? Well, my original plan was to just drop a fire pillar on top of Grooknock. Before we go too far, Kelly, I want to know what is Trillium's instinct. Yeah. Okay. What Trillium's is the first instinct. Thing? So at this point, think think of the picture. You 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 know bad things are afoot. Mm-hmm. You just peeked over the ridge, and Lenore reaches out with her left hand, apparently. Okay. And she has now grasped the thing that is the focal point of everything bad okay. that could be happening to your home, which is surrounded by lots of little bad things that are mm-hmm. already happening to your home. You're looking, and you see all of a sudden... It's like Jingle Bells was playing. Everybody was singing Jingle Bells. And when Lenore clasped her fist, Jingle Bells stopped. Everyone looked at the conductor. And it's up to you to say what happens next. All right. What I'm going to shapeshift into, into a bear. Into a bear. Go for it. Eight plus two is ten. That's awesome. You get three hold. So with a... What rage-filled roar? How freak! I mean, is this like the biggest freaking grizzly bear, or is this like a polar bear? I mean, what kind of? Could you go dire bear? I don't. I don't mind. A little bit. A little bit. Is this like? Is this like a bear bear. with extra spikes sticking out of it, or? I don't know. How natural? (laughs) How natural is this? Like she's so pissed, she almost goes like unnaturally large. First off, regardless. It's a feathered bear, which is humorous it's in our It's kind of like a mohawk of right. feathers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah. saying, like, I I stand up real tall and I roar, and everybody they turn to us. It would happen because with with no other reason but then because Lenore stopped Jingle Bells from playing, as right. I, as I analogize it. the conductor. Right. <laughs> so the conductor stopped the orchestra. And then all of a sudden, the feathered bear goes, yeah, the like, right? Right. Whoa. And everything, <laughs> everything stops. Every hobgoblin head turns as if on a swivel. Like, except group knock. Except group knock. Yeah. Every He's other one is like an owl. They're staring at group knock. All of a sudden, you, you, you figure it's like click, 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 bang. Everything is looking at the beautifully, if not enraged, feathered owl bear. I say owl, I don't know why, because of the feathers. Mm. The bear. And what does this bear now do? So, the bear now charges. I want to... Bears are real fast, from what I've heard from National Geographic. I want to charge down to the encampment and just... I'm killing whatever's in my path. So as that bear launches herself down towards the hobgoblins, which are now completely focused on it, 
I want to know what Breton does. Because so, Breton, as the astute ranger, right. should be ready to take some sort of action. Absolutely. So he's got Cloud ready, and mm-hmm. uh, he's got his bow. He's falling down behind. And he, now that he's got his uh, blood out of the sun, he's ready to shoot multiple targets yep. uh, as soon as Trillium attacks. Okay, so you're, got the, you're the waiting until she gets into the fray? Yeah, like right before she gets there. I'm going okay. to do a triple shot. All right, so after he's going to think about doing the triple shot... You're yeah, so I'm not going to wait. I want to you know, get the action started. So right. I'm going to bend flame to my will. Okay. And uh, I want to turn the flames that are being used to destroy nature onto the hobgoblins. So okay. Little so those, those elemental those, those revenge. Baskets that yeah, yeah. So any any flames that are being used to that, I want to okay. turn against the hobgoblins. Kind of like, right. uh, almost like a le- end of Rage of the Lost Ark. You know, the, the flame going around and yep. hitting all the Nazis. <laughs> like, yeah. I like the idea. At least. Heads exploding, you know that kind we'll of see, thing. As long as there's some kind of uh, arc whoa, of the, as long as there's some kind of arc of the covenant here, you're yeah, all. Well, set. I got 13, so that's a pretty uh, there, there mystical be, number. There yeah. should be an arc of the covenant. Yeah. yeah. So right. fa- uh, we're turning this into hobgoblin face melter time. Yes. Kurt, I, what are you? I didn't at? know if you wanted my roll on my arrows or if you were waiting on that. So you wanted to make it when um, Trillium reached there as a bear. Yeah. As it is, uh, Uriel, or Chris, wanted this to happen before she reached there. Kind of, some kind of, I don't know, extra yeah, fire. I'm not going to be able to get, I'm not going to be, I'm assuming I'm not going to get all the hobgoblins right. in this kind of like turn, but so she's just going to start waiting through who's ever, well, right. whoever made it right, past right, right. the flame pile, all and right. you're going to start just taking dudes out, and she right. can just run. run so right. Yeah. So but let's start with I that. guess I use all my ammo up, because I only have three ammo, I think, according to my sheet. It's fine to use it all up. All right, I, mean, I rolled a 10 plus 3, so 13. Okay. So let's start with the fire. Um, the, you want the fire to spread to the hobgoblins, not the baskets. Yeah, so I'm assuming they have the po- these posts like along the edge of the thing. The flames okay. are coming up and burning like whatever's in the baskets. Okay. So I want to start changing um, the path of that fire. So Zuko style, read that out. So that is when you uh, bend flame to your will, uh, roll... You know, wisdom plus wisdom on a 10 plus, it does as you command, taking the shape and movement you desire for as long as it has fuel on which to burn. Okay. So I could just keep. You're in the around. forest, just plenty of stuff to <laughs> Plenty burn. of fuel. Right? Um, but it was whatever okay. they were initially using to yeah. burn, you know, I assume they had like a pile of. So wood the things. hobgoblins are essentially wherever the, those, those um, fire pits are that are coming up under the wicker baskets. They have spears where they're just poking the baskets just for fun, Real just to jerks. hear the squeal of whatever animal is in there. It's probably something um, bigger than a chipmunk or a squirrel or what have you. It's like hogs. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm kind of getting prob- hungry. I'm, probably- I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, uh, Uriel's getting it. It smells pretty good. <laughs> um, you know what? The, the, the area probably has a distinct smell of pork. Yeah, roasting yeah. bacon, a big barbecue. Um, at least one of the wicker baskets will have something like a bear cub and something in it, which would oh. probably infuriate. Oh yeah, totally. Um, uh, trillium a bit, but um, what happens when you do that? The spears they're using to poke the baskets to elicit more sounds that infuriates the hobgoblins. The uh, spears catch fire and hit to hit the gob- hobgoblins in their hands, uh, start on fire, and they're just you know, they, they scream in their weird hobgoblin <laughs> way. And, and it's, uh, there's <laughs> several of them that are making that noise, and they drop their spears, and they're just um, kind of trying to put their hands out, like brushing them on their 
they're, they're hobgoblin pants. What are hobgoblins wearing for pants? I don't know. Um, some kind of weird leather combination, kind of like um, uh, poor poor man's le- pleather. They're wearing pleather. pleather. Hobgoblins wear pleather. That's what is true in our world now. Um, so they're putting their hands out and they're trying to ah, and they're still they're staring at King Grugnak, who is staring into your general direction. Like he knows something's going on from this direction, but he can't pinpoint it. Lenore, it looks like he's looking two feet over your head. He doesn't know where you are, but he knows there's something over there that's messing with him. And with every fiber of his being, you can you can practically see every hair on his, ho- his, his misformed, mutated hobgoblin body. Every hair is pointed in your direction. But he still has this wild-eyed... Um, dinner plate eyes open so wide and bloodshot with tiny little pupils staring in an area probably two feet over Lenore's head. Uh, Breton, now that the now that um, Uriel has spawned extra fire that has caught on to the hobgoblins that were poking the wicker baskets, you're there. What's up? Right. So, if you have something you want to do before the enraged bear reaches the hobgoblin <laughs> fracas. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to come in with a single shot, take out three. Yeah, did you want to blot out the sun, though? In her way, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I have to do that. To make I, I'll that work. call it blot out the sunset in this case, but yeah. why not? I have to right. do that to make it work. Okay. And then I guess I'm out of ammo, so I'll go melee. So after tell me that. what it sounds like. Uh, or look, read it, and then tells me what it looks. Right. So when I I can spend extra ammo to choose multiple targets and apply the damage roll to all of them. So. I envision it kind of like Legolas in uh, Lord of the Rings when yeah. he's got a single shot with you know, three arrows single laid out on the bow with a single yeah. pull, yeah. Yeah. and they're going... Um, so I already now, rolled who, to who hit. Who will be but. your Gimli in this case? Because you're going to have <laughs> shout out a number of how many you've killed, that's true, that's true. which is 500 more I'm than I'm saying Gimli. Cloud's your Gimli. I was going to say, normally <laughs> I would do that with Trillium, but since she's in bear form, I may yeah. just have to talk to Cloud. <laughs> you don't want her turning around and biting you. No. no. Uh, I rolled a t- 13 to hit okay. before, but I did not roll damage. That's fine. So I have a, I, just a straight D8 for damage. Now, any specific... Uh, let me give you the different goblins you're talking about, or, or we're looking at in this scenario. You're looking at King Grupnak himself. No. Um, immediate guards around him who are pretty much Grupnak cheerleaders, if you will. Yeah. Probably his elite guard. Yeah. But they, they're standing near him with a spear, not doing anything except standing near the boss with a spear. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, then you have, we'll call them the, the, the spear people that... Um, uh, the wicker basket crowd. Uriel attacked the wicker basket crowd with their spears, several of them. Um, apart from that, you're talking 20, 30 hobgoblins that are part of Grugnok's tribe that are tending fires, poking right. chipmunks, anything right. that if you watch them in a regular nature film, you're saying, oh, these are the pricks. I'm going to try to headshot <laughs> the guards so that when we decide okay. to attack the king... And let hold person go. It's so, easier. So specifically, the king's guards. Correct. Okay. Headshots. Yep. So you got a thirteen. I'm also trying to figure out. It doesn't look like I have any backup weapon beyond my bow, which I, seems hard to believe. Yeah, but now is you it have, you, you only have, lose ammo if you missed the shot? I don't, 
I don't know. How does that Blood out the sun says use extra ammo to yeah. incorporate extra targets, right? Right. And my ammo, I have a hunter's bow, and it says a bundle of arrows, three ammo, one weight. Yeah. But ammo could be ten arrows. or. So I like the idea of leaving you with melee after this because you're going crazy shooting all your arrows out. But do I have However, a weapon? Yes. With a you're bow, going, you, you know pick... Short sword, long sword, rapier, whatever. Okay. Maybe you can Look just pick on up your one of the gear. spears from the ground. Look on your gear as a um, as a ranger. I want to say you have not in addition to the bow. You should. Oh have no, you're right. Else. Hunter's bow and short sword, or hunter's bow and spear. I see. Short sword. Got it. All right. Short now, sword. Would you want a short sword or a, a spear? Short sword. Okay. For me. So you're I'm gonna, gonna whoosh, yeah you're gonna whoosh. you're gonna take all your arrows and probably two or three shots with. Yeah four or five arrows at a time, the Legolas style, and you're going to hit them, and then you're going to take out your sword and charge right. forward. This all okay. sounds awesome until I roll a one or a two. But we'll <laughs> right. Out. Yeah, it's headshots. Seven. 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 So around this... Somebody help me. What's the name of what those Egyptians would carry? A leader. The person in? A litter. A litter. litter. I was going to say Travoy, but it's not. Just throwing out Travoy for JJ. Thank, thank you, JJ. <laughs> shout out to JJ Travoy. It's not that, but shout out. It's, it's a, a litter. Is, a litter? Yeah. Okay. So the four hobgoblins. Now, you could do three ammo, right? So you take out three of the four. All right. And the fourth grabs his spear and jumps up in front of Grooknock like, Le- turning left and right, eyes wide, trying to figure out where the threat is coming from. <laughs> After seeing this rain of arrows come down, piercing the chest and the throat and the head of his three comrades, his job is pr- to protect the boss. He jumps up to protect the boss. He jumps up right in front of the litter, and he's got his spear in front of him, holding it as strong as he can. You can see... The, uh, the veins ripple from his biceps as he's grasping the spear and he wants to know who's coming, what's, you know, who's coming for his boss. He doesn't seem to be concerned that his boss is at this point impotent because of Lenore, <laughs> but he's ready to protect him at all costs. And that's what's there as Trillium plows forward, bear. What does a growl sound like? And I, I don't, to be fair, I don't anticipate Kelly being able to make the right sound, but try it. What is it? What, what is a piss? It's what does a piss sound like? Oh, uh, sound uh, sound uh, like as you're an enraged bear. Well, is it a like good. a freight train? Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> I'd say it's it's more like. How I picture it, it's like an initial, like, very loud roar. And then now it's just like, I got to get down there and I'm laying waste. So I'm just kind of like huffing, you know. So you're heading straight forward. You're there. Now think of this as the battle has already ensued. Right. Lenore, because everyone else started with something ranged. Lenore started with, she grabbed um, King Grooknock by the cojones apparently with her left arm and is holding him as tight as she can hold him because no one else is damaged my arm is getting tired guys (laughs) (laughs) is just standing there staring two feet above lenore's head in the meantime fire has leapt 
from wicker basket to wicker basket, from spear to spear with these goblins. Like um, They went from holding a wooden stick to holding a hot pan in the fire. And they're like, ah, ah, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, the, in, the, in the, the lowering light in the dusk, um, Breton uh, held up his bow, and as he let the, the, the bowstring go, it seemed like a myriad, like a spider web of arrows came down and fell upon the guards around Gruknok. And Gruknok's guards fell and fell and fell. And the last one is standing there with a spear going, I'm going to protect my boss. I'm going to protect my boss. And all of a sudden, the the mean-ass grizzly bear goes, charges down the hill, and is headed towards what? The guard. The one, the the remaining guard. Okay. Um, I'm running. I'm on all fours. Yeah. And I come up. And I want to just swipe him with my big giant bear so you paw. You want to bear the shit out of him. Yeah. Maul him. Yeah, yeah. I'm in maul mode. So you had ten plus. I might giggle a little bit. Let's see. You had three hold. <laughs> so we're going to use one as a bear to maul the shit out of him. There's okay. no need to roll that because you already rolled. Oh yeah, that's right. I already bear, have my three holds. Right. Yeah. So one hold is going to be used to maul the poo out of the remaining. King's guard yep. in front. Tell me what that looks like when you make him ineffective. So I swing my paw and I hit him like right across the face and he yeah. his whole body just flies to the other side of the litter, I guess. Because okay. he's standing in front of... Yeah. So this is one of those movie shots where regardless of physics, oh, you yeah. hit him and he's gone like 20 feet oh. in yeah. that direction. Ragdoll. We started watching Buffy, so I'm probably, uh, oh, my I'm channeling Buffy-like <laughs> style, <laughs> you know? <laughs> my favorite. So strong. So I'm like, watching season one with my boys right now as an aside. So good. I know. Wait. It's one of those things that I like to reflect on. You shoot someone with a shotgun, and if you hit them and they fly back five feet, the force should have been enough to make you yes, fly back yeah. five feet as That's well. That's physics, yeah. folks. <laughs> but it's okay. Physics here is completely different. We're in Dungeon World. <laughs> so this bear could hit him and make him fly. And you hit him with your right paw. Mm-hmm. And he's just off in that direction. Yeah. Out of the scene. Well past the guys who got all the arrows in them from Breton. And now Trillium is standing upright, perhaps, on two feet instead of four, looking directly at King Gruknok, what does Trillium do at this point? This is the the hobgoblin of, of amorphous size, apparently, because I keep describing his, uh, him as different sizes. Um, well, I know Tr- I can't Trillium hurt him. Trillium has maybe a seven or eight foot do grizzly bear mm-hmm. on, on her hind legs. It's probably up to the height of Gruknok sitting in the in his in that litter in that thing that was carrying him around, uh, currently held in place by Lenore holding her arm out there, probably getting tired at the shoulder, because it's a big hobgoblin, and he is still looking at her. But let's put it this way: one eye is looking over your head, over uh, Trillium's head at Lenore off in the distance, and the other eye is focused. On this big-ass feathered bear in front of him. And he's wondering what the hell's going to happen next. Now, keep in mind, if you happen to kill him, like, quickly, mm-hmm. I can talk with him. Speak with the dead. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> okay, so I 
I right swipe this guy, the guard. Yeah. And then I am standing up on on my hind legs, just tearing apart. By I sink my teeth right into what his color, neck. What color are the feathers? Brown. So the grizzly bear is pretty much brown with yeah. brown feathers. Yeah. Okay. And they're coming like out of my head. Okay. okay. And like that's it. I'm not covered in feathers. It's right, just my right. head. Um, so I grab him at his jugular and yep. I kind of oh, so swing this, my head this around. Is full mouth grab? Oh, it is full mouth so grab. So this sounds like a bear thing. That's going to be another hold. That's going to be two out of the three. Mm-hmm. So you're going to grab him by the neck and start swinging him. Yeah. He's not going to take damage until you tell me you want him to take damage, in which case the whole person will break, which Lenore already let you know. Okay. You may not remember this being an enraged bear form, uh-huh. but Lenore said, don't hurt him yet. I, th- oh. I think that was the word. Just hurt him. I, I, w- I <laughs> wanted you guys to wait to hurt him until we inflicted some other... So I want to be clear, done. too, you still have 30 hobgoblins around you that are part of King Grooknock's clan. So we haven't taken any of the other ones out yet? No, they're just on they're hurt. Their hands are burned, yeah. blistered. We're making a gamble you. that killing the king and all of his guards well, plus is we've going disarmed to disperse. A lot of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the guards are dead. Yeah, the elite guards So are really, dead. we just have, like, a group, a large group, I guess, of... Like, so who wants to act quickly based on the inflamed infuriated grizzly grabbing Grooknock by the throat and starting to shake him who wants to react quickly on that see I would still want to use the fire to start burning the hobgoblins because I else? still have control over it what else well, I was going to say I was going to send cloud into the like minion hobgoblins but if you're yeah. going to burn them I'll set cloud with the bear to double okay. team Grooknock. Lenore, well, as soon as thoughts? I as soon as he takes damage, I'm gonna feel well, he's like not a, taking damage well, yet. But I'm waiting for him to take damage right. so that I can then prepare so let me, let magic me throw missile. Out, let me throw out what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is as soon as as soon as Trillium has grabbed him by the neck, somebody else could shout out or whatever saying your boss is in trouble, who's going to give up kind of thing, right? Like, he's no longer in control if she's in control. Therefore, what's going on next? That's what I'm thinking. You guys handle it how you want. Burn them all, kill them all. I'd rather get some numbers down so that's even they're even more demoralized. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. man, our boss is there, the lead guards are dead, and, like, half our numbers are gone or something, yeah. I mean, you've got him grabbed, pinned. He's not going anywhere. You can kill him if you want. Yeah. That's and not necessarily true. He might get somewhere. Yeah, I haven't. He's still a freaking hobgoblin king after all. It just happens to be a badass druid has got him by the throat right now. And you have one more hold. Is it take right. damage? Well, well, and then if her hold goes, damage. she's a druid and she can cast spells and do awesome stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm throwing it out there as right now the scene is... Lenore's got him held person. Mm-hmm. Again, that tight grip with that left arm is holding him in place, n- unable to do anything until somebody else makes him do something. Um, the Uriel has the fire leaping from spear to spear, blistering and burning gob- Hobgoblin's hands. The sun has been blotted out. The, what, what's less of the sun? The sunset has been blotted out by arrows, which has taken out nearly all of the Hobgoblin guard. And 
Um, then she's come up. She being what the hell did you do here? I know. I oh, you that. used the wrong thing. Oh. Um. Dagnabbit. And uh, Kelly as Trillium stepped in as the grizzly bear and has grabbed the king hobgoblin by the throat and started shaking him. So the scene is literally chaos from the player character's perspective and dumbfoundedness <laughs> from the hobgoblin perspective. So the hobgoblins aren't quite sure what's going on over the last five seconds. Whereas the players know, from the character's perspective, they have gone in and attacked. And the hobgoblins would be, huh? What? All my hands are burning. Holy crap, I can't move. Who? Why is there a bear at my throat? <laughs> Dude, they're southern redneck hobgoblins? They are now, <laughs> That's yeah. That's wild. All right, I love it. I didn't know that. Right. It's America. <laughs> so my thought is... America bear. My thought is... What's the next step in demoralizing the hobgoblins? Or, from you guys' perspective, what's the next step in genocide with hobgoblins? (laughs) (laughs) Hobgoblin genocide. Yeah. Go. Chris, what Um, is your... Right now, the the open characters... To me, the open characters are Breton and Uriel. Everybody else has a step, a, a piece that they're already interacting with. Can you cast like fire on my short sword so I can go in with a flaming sword and slice through the hobgoblin? Well, it would minions? need fuel to burn on there. I'd have to concentrate to keep fire on top of it. It's kind of yeah. You already had like dipped it in oil. I could just light it up. But how about if I dipped it in hobgoblin blood? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Ew. <laughs> I mean, you should do that anyway. But. <laughs> I mean, Breton's not stopping. He's in a rage, like, with Trillium. Yeah. So he's shot, he's running, he's got his sword off of his back. And now, at this point, he's going in to the front of the Hobgoblin minions. And he's going... Okay. So Breton, and, and I'm thinking of it as... I mean, they're just little Hobgoblins. Well, <laughs> Hobgoblins are humanoid-sized, so they'd be your-sized. They're, yeah. they're not rangers. Um... And now, one of the things I'm thinking, because I always think it's funny, uh, like the, you mentioned Legolas earlier, but any reference to an, an archer who all of a sudden runs, runs out of arrows in their quiver. Right. So you like, you reach back and it's like, uh, 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 nothing's there. Right. So you grab your sword and you just charge forward. You don't carry a shield or anything, right? It's just grabbing that sword and charging in to help protect your friends. Right. Okay. And you're headed towards which which... What's your target? What's the point of charging in? The focal point. Well, I feel like she's got the king covered Probably, with cloud. Yeah. And so I want to hold off. To, I want to slow the, the 30 minions from okay. coming, our, coming her way. Okay. So you're just going into hack and slash? Is yes. that it? Yes. Let's do that. Let's go ahead and hack and slash then, Kurt. Which is hack and slash is strength, yeah. Strength. Yeah, it's kind of a... I rolled an 11 plus zero, baby. That works, brother. Um, so the first hobgoblin you run against, uh, you come up... Wow. <laughs> For the listeners at home, there's an operation going on on a beer here to get the top off. That's pretty remarkable. <laughs> and it, it is. Where's the other opener? Uh, falling apart pretty horribly. Um, but I'll do this just to open That's it what so I, wanted I can to drink do. it. Uh, I'll give you that part. There you go. Thank you. Um, thank you, JJ and Mickey, for the bottle opener from Guinness. 
It um, is no more. It is no, no, I'm now put it back needing together. to be reassembled. Um, so the hobgoblins are kind of in a disarray. Kurt, describe to me how Breton is able to just walk up and slice two of them down. Because he's a stud? Yeah, but what does it, it look like? Yeah, it, so, uh, I mean, he's the just... The camera's right on Breton as he charges. Yeah. So the, the beginning of the shot, right. as Breton reaches back, there's no more arrows right, there. Right. He grabs his sword and what? Right, as he, so he's, he's running at full speed towards them, and yep. as he reaches down to his waist on his right for his sword, he pulls it out out of the scabbard with an, ups, like an upswing yep. or an uppercut and decapitates the first one. And then comes back from the other side and slices the other one across through his neck. I see Breton as somebody who has named his sword. Does he have a name yet for the sword? I was going to say Tiddlywinks, but that doesn't seem quite in character. <laughs> right, you, think, you, think about, you think about that for now. In the meantime, Uriel, you've got them, yeah, you've got them holding on to, or dropping uh, hot spears. And um, what is your next step? I'd like to see if I can just bend the fire to start burning uh, hobgoblins. Instead of so the you actually want to hit them with the fire. Now, is there anything in Zuko style that does damage, or is it really just moving fire around? It's just moving fire around, so yeah. So let's do it as a... Uh, I mean, I'm I mean, technically, hack and I can, slash. I can, technically, I can use my burning brand to That's conjure... That's what I'm thinking, hack and slash burning brand. Because that that is like, you know, I have a ranged weapon, but I'm not... Yep. Yeah, I'm not necessarily making a weapon. I'm using whatever is fires there to like. So I guess th- it guys. comes down to: Do you want to keep them distracted with flame, or do you want to kill them with flame? Because if you want to kill them, I'm going to lean you towards burning brand and hack and slash. If you want to keep them distracted, we can keep it with the Zuko style you already did. Well, I would have to Zuko style. And for whatever reason, I'm thinking something different. Like everybody dance now. I guess I could do uh, 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 Everybody fire now. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to run. I'm just going to run down there. I want to start chopping people up anyway. I want to get my hands dirty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down okay. there. Okay, yeah. so how are you going to get your hands dirty? Uh, I'm going to have to use Burning Brand to conjure a weapon. Let's conjure that weapon. Um, While he's doing that, just calls my, his, sword, his sword Milady. Doesn't have a name. Oh, well done, Milady. Nice. Uh, that, that's not bad. Let's at all, go actually. and chop some heads, Milady. That's a nine. Uh, so I get one uh, tag. Okay. On it. So besides, well, hold on. It always has fiery touch and dangerous, but I'm gonna use plus one damage. Okay. Tag. How good these Up to you if you want to let me attack on the same as I'm running. Of course down. I do. <laughs> then I almost want to be like I'm. I'm in motion to strike somebody with a weapon, and it hasn't yeah. completely formed yet until I'm close to like it's coming like that's you know emanating Wreck. from my hands like you know like, wreck them, damn near <laughs> kill them. So first guy on the edge of the border there, like okay. as soon as I run in, that's that's the guy who's going to. This will be one of the guys you distracted with the yeah, flaming yeah. spear thing anyway. Yep. Ooh. Eight. <laughs> Eight. 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 Eight works. Eight works. Yeah, just plus one for damage. Just not plus one. Um, so what I'll have you do is, 
as you're charging him and he realizes you're charging him, he grabs that spear that he dropped mm -hmm. and he kind of holds it up in your direction and you'll take a D8 minus your armor. All right, so he took four points of damage. You will kill him. I'm taking two points. Okay. What did you take? Two points today. Two points. What, I was what, hoping it was odd because then yeah. I get to do the weird thing with Eggs, the damage. Uh, your, your weird absorb damage kind of Yeah, it's like thing. you kind of like... Uh, like the flames kind of suck up the damage. Yeah. Right, yeah. He sucks. Flame-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to revisit the bear and the cleric. That's a nice episode title as well. The bear and the cleric <laughs> uh, walk into a bar. Um, between the bear holding it by the neck and the cleric holding it, waiting for damage to happen, what happens here? You guys talk to me. Um, talk to me, Goose. I'm okay with just trying to kill this guy. You know, like suffocate him kind of thing? Or I mean, like I've got him by the throat and I'm shaking him around. So the key being, and Lenore said this early on, don't damage him. Right. Are you trying to damage him or suffocate him? If she's going to damage him, she's got to make it quick. Because once he takes damage, he's free to move. So if she has a, a way to end him quick yeah. or keep him pinned, because we don't know how strong this guy so is either. Take your bare tongue down his throat. Uh, how is suffocating him not damage? Yeah. That would still be damage. That's, so this is one of those well, danger world things. Well, 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 defy uh, danger with constitution. Are you trying to do like uh, put him to sleep kind of like, you he, know. He could, he could suffocate without taking any damage. That's a good mechanic. You just want to rip his throat out, right? Yeah. Just rip his throat out. He takes just damage, and we fight him. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Like, and yeah, that, okay. and that's where I'm throwing it to. Because you're not going to hold it. Because I'm, I'm going to feel as soon as he takes oh, damage. Yeah. It's going to be know. like a rubber band snaps. Right, and, so, okay. and do you have an attack ready or yeah. a spell or something you can Magic use? missile. Awesome. Okay. All right, so how do I... And then we can talk to him later. Well, you use up your last I got hold. Speak and I'm with dead. cloud on him. No, I didn't. I only used two of my holds. But this would be the two last hold to like. This is the last hold. Kind of right. Yeah. Okay, so do how do I. So you roll damage on her? Yeah, do I have to how roll? Do, do, do you want to crush his throat or not? Kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can, yeah. So here's where we're going to visit it in the same, I don't know, call it humorous context as we did with the blacksmith. In that you can crush his throat, but you'll use your last hold, mm -hmm. and you will be a human biting on a hobgoblin's throat at the end of it. You're so mad, you probably wouldn't care. I'm good with it. <laughs> You're good with that? Yeah. It, Trillium okay. has... <laughs> it's the last straw. Yeah. Are so you like, ripping his throat out? Like, is it going to be oh, yeah. nasty, and if, if I turn back into a human, yeah. I'm <laughs> spitting oh, it out. Yeah. So here's stuff. what okay. I need. With my bow out. That happens... The hobgoblins will be temporarily in a disarray. Who is going to step up and get them in line? And it can't be the person who just ripped out their leader's throat. So Trillium can't participate in this because she just ripped out their leader's throat. Lenore, Breton, Uriel, somebody has to step up and either get the rest of the hobgoblins in line or, well, frankly, kill them. It'll be me. I'll do it. Uriel? You have a very commanding presence. I mean, right. I could I could yell and get their attention and so like have a magic last, missile ready. At the last moment, you hear um, 
King Grugnock gurgle something that sounds like I'm dying. <laughs> and at, you turn and you see... Actually, Kelly, describe to me what it looks like when the bear turns back into Trillium. Okay, so I rip his throat out. I've got bits of skin and... Hobgoblin nastiness. Just nastiness. Hobgoblins are slightly green, by the way. It's a green-gray color, more green than gray. So I would just say, like, I simply, like, kind of shrink a little bit back to, like, my human size and, like, my... um, All the hair, like, all my fur kind of, like, slinks back into my skin and, like, I have skin again and then, yeah, I just... I spit out... The, so, uh, so Uriel, throat. you notice that Grugnak has has his end finished for him. <laughs> the end of his story has been written by um, by Trillium, and you then say or do. I want to get on top of the like. I want to stand on his throne. Okay, and say. You will leave your weapons. You will leave this place. If you come back, you will slowly. I will have the flesh burn from your bodies. Oh, it sounds like you're um, bargaining with their lives. That sounds like a parlay. Let's do the parlay move, which is on the back of your character sheet. Actually, I think it's on the front. A basic move, parlay. Charisma's not my thing, by the way, everybody. (laughs) Unless I could try to use my mouth as a flame, but I'm not really... Well, we have a bond. I could aid you. I'm not really tempted in their weak mind. Anybody could aid, right? Because anybody could say, hey, he's telling the truth kind of thing. So go for that. Go for aid. Anybody who wants to help. Aid is just a straight up. When you help or hinder somebody you have a bond with, you roll roll plus plus bonds. So I've got... So it could be zero plus So I've got a ten. Which means that you get a, you plus, get a one. plus one. Yeah. We should all be like, yeah, he's telling the truth. He yeah, is the man. The man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rolled a seven plus, what do I add? Any bonds you have if with you have bonds with him? I, do. I have one bond with you. If you have, it, yeah, so if have the bonds you have do not equal, do not make your roll a ten plus, then you're inviting danger on yourself. But you still give them a plus one as long as you're over a six. That's fine. I'm at seven plus right. one. So you get plus two to this roll so far, Chris. Depending on what you have for charisma, uh, which that's is five plus two. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's that's good. It's You're better. probably not going to get much of an aid with the person who has their king's throat in no, their no, jowls. Yeah. Although no. I am threatening their lives. She's so. like, yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's uh, eleven. Eleven. So eleven. Eleven should do it. Yeah. Um, what is it you tell them again? I said you will. You know, lay down your weapons, and you will leave this place never to return, or I will burn the flesh from your bones. Um, seven and then I, I have my flaming sword like spark up even more when I do that. Nice. So several of them immediately drop the weapons they're holding, whether they be their crude hobgoblin blade or the the spear they're holding that may have been blistering their fingers. They drop the blade. The, the, those who do not drop their weapons still slowly retreat to the shadows. Um, others that have dropped their weapons kind of just run off, and they're running off in every direction. Like, they have no idea where to go. Um, there are a couple that look towards Trillium and see, you know, like Hobgoblin 
guts, not, not guts, I'm sorry, flesh and blood dripping from her mouth. And they look at her for a few moments and then, like, scream, crap themselves, and run away. <laughs> but none of them stay around to see what's going on next. You have gotten the goblins to evacuate the area. They have left some nasty goblin excrement behind. Yeah. However, um, the, the animals, the things in the wicker baskets that they were torturing, uh, they're still there, so they're ready to be freed. But they did not... They, they are no longer messing with the area that Trillium calls home. So what you want to do? Well, I'll douse the fire if anything's still burning, you know. Yeah, there were still things burning. It doesn't seem like you to douse a fire. Well, you know what I mean, I guess. I guess I'll come down into the camp I'll and d- see if there's... The if I can yeah. help get animals out of the cages and help you uh, tend to them, because I like to heal. Yeah. What are, what are Trillium's favorite, you know, 30 to 50 pound woodland animals? Just curious. Like bigger things, I say like a boar-sized thing. Bear cubs, maybe smaller bear cubs. Bear cubs or big mm. raccoons. Gosh, yeah. What's a big yeah. thirty to forty pound so animal that every, would live in the forest? Everything that is within yeah, a year, like a <laughs> yeah. Everything that is within the wicker cabinet melts your heart a little bit more as it is released. So yeah, I would say a large like large beaver. That's what I said, a giant beaver. Big beaver. With a really large pelt. Yes, a very big beaver. Shout out to beaver pelts. (laughs) Thank you, Mickey. Those those are what's released from the wicker cabinets. Other things were small enough for the hobgoblins to hold and torture. But the bigger things were in the um, the, the wicker baskets that were being tortured above the flame and poked with spears. So each time that one of your party members is able to open up a wicker basket and allow something to get out, it's something that, that melts your heart just a little bit more to allow it to, to see it released back into nature. Do we want to um, interrogate the big dead guy? Yes. Yeah? Because that'll take some work on my part. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Unless he's pulling his strings. There are definitely strings being pulled with King Grooknock. The important part, though, is we'll find out what strings in our <laughs> next episode as we wrap up this episode. And, and we want to thank Kelly for joining us. Yay, thank Kelly. you for having well, me. I hope she comes back. Thank you. In the meantime, Trillium's home has been defended by our stout group of adventurers and she can definitely at least rest assured for a while knowing her home is safe. Is that good for Trillium? Yes, that is awesome for Trillium. She probably has to spit out Hobgoblin neck for a while. That's alright. Yeah, it's That's alright. I leveled up. I showed them his boss. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) In the meantime, we're going to finish up this episode. We'll figure out where we go next, talking to the now deceased King Grooknock through... Um, Lenore's efforts through uh, Zoraika. The, the, yeah, Bridget makes a slicing motion. Um, 
But we will finish up this episode and we'll all say... Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Adios. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.